Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the High and Tight Baseball Podcast. It's your boy, Pete Puguaga, riding solo tonight. Uh, It's 11 o'clock on Thursday night. The first two rounds of the state tournament just wrapped up, and um, I decided that we needed a recap episode. Um, You know, Scott and I tried to get into the office this morning, but with the uh, postponements on Tuesday and then Wednesday, really threw us for a loop. And Scott, I was at, I was in Madison this afternoon, and Scott was in Westport, and just, just didn't work out. So I figured, let me bring you guys an episode uh, for just kind of recapping the first two, uh, excuse me, the first two rounds. Every first. Excuse me. The first and second rounds are completed in all of the brackets except for Darianne and Southington will be playing tomorrow. They'll be playing Friday at 3.30 uh, because Southington's first round game got called in 10 innings on Wednesday. And then they started it up today. And, you know, it's just the schedule is being the schedule. So we're here. It's 11 o'clock. It's me at my desk with a mic in front of me. I got pizza from Capone's Pizza Bar in North Brantford. So shout out to them for uh, making this episode happen as I sit here and just munch on pizza on some Fox and Park cream soda. Um, so it's just going to be me. So there's going to be moments where I'm just going to talk and not really know what I'm saying. Like right then and there. Oh, cream soda's the bomb. All right. Let's go down the brackets quickly. And we're going to start in S. Um, nothing really crazy. Um, Terryville you know, has a 24, knocked off nine. Griswold, eight Windsor locks. Um, and they're in the quarterfinals playing against number one, Holy Cross. This is not a surprise. It's a seeded upset, but Notre Dame beat number 12, North Brantford, number five, Lyman Memorial, and now they got number four, Chapag. This is an Andy Fairfield team. Went to the finals last year, won Class S last year, and plays in the SWC. As well, SMSA knocks off Coggenshag in the first round, 23 over 10. Uh, and then they beat Immaculate, who was the 26 who beat Civic Leadership. I thought that was kind of maybe an upset, maybe not given uh, that much respect to SMSA. And then we were chalk on the bottom of the bracket as Portland and St. Paul will face off on Saturday at 3.30 in what I believe will be the best quarterfinal matchup, I think, in probably all four brackets. I think that's where I will be on Saturday. little hint, hint. 
Um, but things that stood out, I mean, Portland, they were my pick for S. Um, you know, going up against St. Paul, it's a good St. Paul team with Julian Thayer. Uh, you know, the NVL and the shoreline always do well in S, and here they are matching up. We got Coventry and SMSA in the other quarterfinal. Uh, I believe Matt Cook will pitch. I know he pitched, uh, I believe he pitched the opener for them against Innovation. Um, so he should be on the mound uh, for Coventry. I could be completely wrong. Then over on the other side, you got Andy Fairfield, the 21 seed coming out of the SWC, playing against number four, Chapag, from my boys in the Berkshire League. And then, like I mentioned before, another Berkshire League team, number 24, Terryville, is in the quarterfinals against number one, Holy Cross. So we got two Berkshire League teams, a Shoreline team, I believe two NCCC teams, an NVL team, an SWC, two NVL teams, and an SWC team. Now, Coventry and SMSA, I was right, they're all both in the NCCC. Sometimes the NCCC gets a little lost. Uh, they played once, twice this year. Coventry beat them 7-3 and 5-2. Now, if you look at my brackets, which I'm sure all of you can see right now, I have six of the eight quarterfinalist teams. I lost Griswold. And I lost Cogginshack, both in the first round. But other than that, I had Holy Cross, um, Chapag, New Fairfield, Notre Dame Fairfield, Coventry, Portland, and St. Paul. So, go me. Um, again, nothing really jumped out in S. Kind of chalk throughout the entire bracket. Um, you know, you kind of see that in the lower. It's kind of the top seeds are kind of chalk. Uh, one, two, and three, four seeds. But when you look and you got 24, 21, and 23, playing in the quarterfinals, that's matchups. Um, you know, you look at, you know, you don't you don't want to knock some of these teams that don't play hard enough schedules, but you look like a Parish Hill comes in with the 15 seed and Housatonic hangs with 24 on them. Um, Civic Leadership's to seven, Immaculate Beatums five nothing. You know, so you, strength of schedule is important. And, um, you know, it, it plays out. So, so having these later seeds in here, especially Notre Dame Fairfield, Really isn't a surprise uh, to me. Even if you look at what Terryville's doing, you know, Griswold's kind of up there by themselves. Kind of same with Windsor Locks. You don't really hear about them, so you don't really know what you're going to get. But Terryville's won two one-run games, 2-1 to one over Griswold and 4-3 over Windsor Locks, and now they have a chance to go to the semifinals playing against Holy Cross. And, you know, the Berkshire League and the NVL are not that far apart in terms of distance. So uh, I think that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, just quick predictions because... I'm sitting here, and it's just me, so I can't really go off Scott. But, and, you know, I think we'll see Holy Cross, Notre Dame Fairfield in one of the semifinals, and uh, Coventry and Portland in the other, which would then give me all four of my Final Four teams. Um, so that's why I picked that. All right, we're going to jump over to M. Um, again, I think the biggest upset so far in M, Rocky Hill over Montville. Uh, I know Scott and I both... We're talking up Montville last week, very storied program in the ECC. And uh, I thought, hey, you know, I had them going to the finals. I had them going to the uh, the semifinals. And uh, they were bounced in the first round by Rocky Hill, who then was bounced by Nanawag today. Um, Watertown, still alive. They knocked off number two Ledyard the other night um, on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Northwestern, still alive. I didn't have Northwestern getting out of the first round. I had them losing to Ansonia. Uh, they beat Ansonia 3-2 and 9 on Tuesday. Came back, beat Ellington 5-1 to on Wednesday. And they're playing St. Joe's. Now, 
let's dial it back. I want to say it had to be 2014 uh, when St. Joe's and Northwestern played in the baseball finals. And let's go down and find it. Uh, ah, 2013. St. Joe's beat Northwestern 2-1 to one in nine innings, and it was on an overthrown ball. I was at that game. I was covering Northwestern at the time, and I believe it was the top of the ninth. It was an overthrow on a cutoff. St. Joe's was able to score, sent Northwestern down in the ninth to win the state championship. I said it on the last show. I'll say it again. St. Joe's doesn't belong in this bracket. Um, <laughs> they're the 11 seed. Uh, they beat Grasso Tech 25 nothing. And they beat Granby 13-0. So you tell me why an FCAC team is playing in class. An FCAC choice school, is Catholic school, is playing in Class M. Either way, they got to make the long trip from Trumbull to Winston on Saturday. That is not a fun ride for anyone who's made that trip. That is legitimately the last exit on Route 8. Uh, you got to get from Trumbull. You got to get from 25 to 8. And then you're going from 8 in Bridgeport all the way up to Winston. I honestly would not want to be on that bus personally. Um, I mentioned before, Watertown's still alive. They knocked off Ledyard yesterday. Uh, sorry, they knocked off Ledyard Wednesday because she'll be going out Friday um, in an earlier second round game because they were both able to get their games in on Tuesday. Watertown and Donna the Rock are still alive. They got Rockville who has beat University Classic and then Norwich Tech to get here. Not a knock on Rockville, but not the strongest two games that they've had to face, so good for them. They beat, uh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. They beat Sheen in the first game and then Norwich Tech in the second game. I apologize to Rockville. I love Rockville. The football team, ring the bells, all about it. Um, in the other quarterfinal, number 13, Nanawag. Knocks off Rocky Hill, who knocked off Montville, but they beat Seymour in the first round, and they get uh, Woodland in the quarterfinals on Saturday. Uh, they got to travel to Woodland. I don't believe it's that far of a drive from Woodbury to Beacon Falls. Like I said, the Birch League and the NVL are pretty close to each other, um, so the drive won't be that bad for the Chiefs. And then over in the top quarterfinal, we have Wolkett. It's the number one seed in M versus last year's number one seed in M, HK, who actually lost in the first round last year as the number one seed. They're back. They knocked off Stonington 3-1, to one, and then they knocked off East Catholic 3-2. to two, So score one for the public schools. Um, even East Catholic, they don't, they barely got by Suffield 3-2 to two in 10 innings in, in the first round, and they were down actually in the extras. They were down late in the game 2-1, to one, tied it, went to extras 1. Um, but they got bounced by HK today. So you look at the quarterfinals, you look at my bracket. I lost Montville and Ledyard in round one, so I just got Wolkett and St. Joe's, who are my finalists. Still alive, but just a quick... Ooh, look at that. Wolkett's playing at 10.30 on Saturday. That's interesting. Um, quick go down the quarterfinals. Wolkett, HK, 10.30 on Saturday. I got Wolkett, uh, Nanawag, and Woodland playing Saturday TBA. I'm going to go with the Hawks from Woodland. Um, they beat Plainville. Uh, I'm sorry. They beat Wolkatech. They beat a good Lewis Mills program. They're going up against another Berkshire League team. I'm going to give the nod to the NVL. We're going to get Wolkett Woodland in the semis. And then in the bottom bracket, I'm going to go with Watertown. Donna the Rock, like, let's go. Like, let's go Watertown to the semifinals where they're going to face off against St. Joe's. Um, 
you know, I look, I love Northwestern. I, I, you know, I'm a big Berkshire League guy. That's not a surprise to anyone. But, you know, I just think their run ends here in the quarterfinals against St. Joe's. Um, so we'll have St. Joe's, Watertown, for in one semifinal versus Wolcott versus Woodland. So we, we have a shot at a, at a possible all-NVL final if Watertown could get past St. Joe's in my predictions, which means that they're all going to be wrong. Nonetheless, that Wolka game at 10.30 sounds really interesting because I think that's the earliest game. Uh, maybe I'll make a trip to Wolka. Uh, remains to be seen. All right, we're going to jump over to L, the little brother. No, I'm just kidding. The second biggest division. And, uh, you know, this has been, again, this is pretty straightforward. I don't think any of these games really jump out as crazy. You know, look, Berlin's in. In the quarterfinals, they beat Weston and Stratford. And number 24, Foren's in. They knock off Fitch uh, from the ECC, and they knocked off New Fairfield 2-1 to one, uh, from the SWC. Again, but this is a foreign team that if you look at their schedule, up and down their schedule, they played Newtown. They played Law, who's in the quarterfinals uh, in L as well. We'll get to them. You know, they, played, they beat Shelton. They beat Guilford, who got to the second round. They've played Amity, they've played East Haven, they've played Wilbur Cross, they've played Gil, you know, Guilford twice, they've played East Haven twice, Amity twice, um, you know, Stanford down in the FCAC. Again, Law, Wilbur Cross. I mean, this is a this is a very good schedule. This is a very beat up team, and they're getting their shot to kind of okay, we took our beating during the regular season and now we're prepared for the tournament. So, you know, Coach Walker obviously does a great job there. They want to stay tournament. Um in 2017, as the last seed in the tournament, so you know, I, I don't think there's many guys left over from that team, but they're here, and this is a, a program that that expects winning. And, and here they are; they'll get Berlin on 2:30 on Saturday. Uh, in the other quarterfinal, we have Hand versus Notre Dame West Haven, an SEC matchup. But neither of these teams actually played against each other this year, and they didn't meet in the SEC quarters um, or the SEC tournament. Hands here; they beat O. Smith 12-2. Came back to beat Guilford today, I, uh, Thursday. I was at that game, and by Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Whew. Um, I was at that game. They won 8-5. Guilford, though, great game uh, opening day. Scored seven runs in the um, fifth inning to beat East Haven 7-2. Fought well. Hand beat them four times this year. That doesn't happen. This hand team is special. There's something different about them. They're resilient. Every time I either cover a game or, or I read a box, it's – it's just reading about them coming back, and, and, and they don't quit, and, and here they are playing in the quarterfinals with a chance to go to the semifinals. This is the first time they made it out of the second round since 2015. And then on the other side, you have Notre Dame West Haven. Again, SEC team beat up during the regular season. You know, they, got, they had Ellis Tech in the first round, win 18 nothing, a game they should have won 18 nothing, and they did. And then they beat Bethel. Uh, SWC champions, they beat them 2 nothing. got a complete game by Eddie Zanner. Shout out Eddie Z. Shout out Jimmy Z. Um, and so they'll, they'll be traveling from West Haven to Madison Saturday afternoon at 1.30. On the other side of the bracket, the bottom bracket, a little interesting. Waterford is the 15, is the home team. You know, coming in, they beat Windsor. Um, they were in the Class L finals last year. And then they beat Weathersfield, who won Class L last year in eight innings, 5-4. Weathersfield was my, I had him going to the finals, uh, so they're gone. Uh, and then Law. I had Law here. Again, Wilcox Tech in the first round, and they were getting either Hill House 
who is an SEC team but doesn't play an SEC baseball schedule, and Woodstock Academy, who, you know, has, didn't really have the best of season. Woodstock shuts out Hillhouse, and you're like, oh, wow. Hmm. Law shuts him out 9 nothing. I expected Law to be here. I think Law expected Law to be there. Uh, now they're going to get a shot against Waterford with a chance for the semifinals as, as, as a 26 seed. And then the, the last quarterfinal is Massick, number 6, playing East Lime, number 14. Uh, East Line knocked off North Haven 9 nothing in the first round. I think that was a little surprise for some people. Uh, and then they beat Bristol Central 4-1 to today. Massick, again, story program here. They beat Lyman Hall in the first round, beat Cheney Tech 14-1 to in the second round. Pretty sure Cheney Tech is the only Tech school to win a game in the tournament this year in all four of them, and that's because they played Caner Tech. Again, not knocking the tech schools. It just we gotta call it like we see it. It is what it is. Something needs to be done about the way these brackets are put together because some teams it's just you know, you look at the bracket and it's like, Oh good, we got our first easy couple of games. We don't need to throw our big arms. Obviously you still have to go out and win the game, you know, anything can happen when you when you get on the field, but you know, we'd be lying to be like, Oh no, you know, Jonathan Law with a huge upset in the first round against Wilcox Tech. Look, I like Wilcox Tech. I, I worked in Meriden for a couple of years. I, I think they have a great program there. They had a couple of excellent baseball players there the last couple of years. But you go up against an SEC team, it's not going to happen. All right, so you get the quarterfinals in L. Um, I have two of my semifinalists remaining. North, New Fairfield and Weathersfield are out. I have Hand and Massick remaining. Um I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, I, 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 last week I, I talked about Berlin and the CCC and that I didn't have a lot of love. Uh, Berlin, you know, hey, they beat Weston 8-6 and they beat Stratford 11-3. to But I'm going to stay with what I said last week, and I'm going to double down on it, and I'm taking four to get to the semifinals. Uh, and I think the Lions are going to face off against Hand. Lions versus Tigers. And uh, I don't know if there's any Bears, but oh my, uh, an SEC semifinal in Class L, foreign hand. And then on the other side, I'm going to take Law. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I love it. As a 26 seed, they're in here. I think Waterford knocking off both finalists from last year from the CCC says a lot about their program. I mean, this is a program that lost in the second round last year with Mike Burrows. I don't know if you guys remember Mike Burrows, but he was straight filth. He won game one. They lost the game in the second round. And here they are with two wins with a chance to be in the semifinals. But I'm going to go with Law. I'm going to take the Lawman, uh, and they're going to face off against Masick, who I have in the semifinals uh, on my bracket. Uh, so that's it. Masick versus Law and Hand versus Foreign in the semifinals repeats predictions, which will be wrong because they're never right. All right, moving on to the big boy bracket. Dun 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 dun. dun. As you can tell, it's been a very long day. Um, I have no pizza left. Just kidding. I have one slice left. Mmm, so good. All right. Oh, excuse me. This one again. Cheshire had a scare in the first round. Let's talk about the Rams for a little bit because they had a scare in the SEC finals. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really a scare, but they were down two against Amity. They had to come back, scored three in the seventh, and win. They were down against Farmington, had to come back, won 
on a sack fly. And then they they scoot they you know just kind of get past Shelton. They had to come back. Uh, they get past Shelton four to three, and they're in the quarterfinals. Uh, Enfield knocks off NFA and Newington. They're in the semifinal uh, quarterfinals. This one's kind of an upset here. Again, it's not my anti CCC, but it's just trying to be as realistic as possible. South Windsor beats Prep in the first round, lose to Trumbull eight four. So number thirteen Trumbull is in the semifinals. Is in the quarterfinals. I keep doing that, and they face off against Staples, who uh, Staples beat Norwalk nine five and Wilbur Cross seven nothing. Staples and Trumbull have played once this year in the regular season, and Staples beat them one nothing. So that should be a good game. Now, Wilbur Cross wins their first um, state tournament game. It's the first time since two thousand and two. I wrote a story about him earlier this year. Unbelievable season for the Governors. Shout out to Andrew Marrero and uh, and Angel over there. They the unbelievable season. They really revitalized that program with their play as seniors. But we need to talk about the Wilbercross West Hill game for a second. Uh, Wilbercross was hosting West Hill twelve versus twenty one in the first round, and Scott and I had heard uh, from some sources that. West Hill wasn't going to pitch Montana Semmel in the first round against Wilbur Cross. Now, you know, you should read Scott's story about Montana. The kid's a good kid. He's a heck of a pitcher. You know, pro scouts, MLB scouts at his games every start. He had Tommy John last year. He's back. He was awesome this season. He's an all-state candidate. He's an all-state player. He's going to do big things at whichever level he gets to next. And he doesn't pitch. In the first round of the game. Look, this is a single elimination state tournament where there is no tomorrow. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. This isn't a series where it's like, all right, you know, we didn't get him. We'll get him again tomorrow. It's like, you lose, you're out. And they went with TJ Wainwright, who, again, unbelievable baseball player in himself. Great shortstop. And he pitched a great game. I mean, this game went eight innings. Wilbur Cross wins two to one. And was it the right or wrong call? I don't think we'll ever know. But I just look at it like the Orioles a couple of years ago in, uh, the wild card game where that you leave Zach Britton uh, with the game tied because it wasn't a closing situation. So you went down, your season ended and you left your best horse in the stable. And I feel like, you know, look, West Hill didn't hit Andrew Marrero. Like shout out to Andrew Marrero. He pitched an unbelievable game. The UConn commit. He's unbelievable. He pitched a great game. West Hill didn't hit fine. But I'm wondering if there if there's any second guessing in West Hill and Stanford where they're like, you know, the season ended with our number one ace with MLB scouts at every game sitting in the stable. Not, I mean, he hit, he hit in the game, but he didn't pitch. And like, they were, were they looking ahead at Staples? Because look, you're going to get Staples. You need to, you know, I understand wanting to pitch Semmel in that game to get Staples, but. In a single elimination game, you have to win the game first before you look ahead. And I wonder if maybe I don't think that that played into it because again, it was a great game. I just I can't get over, I can't get it past like leaving, not using Semmel on the mound in that game. He's your guy. He's the number one. He's one of the best pitchers, if not the one of the best pitchers in the FCA. And you left him. He didn't pitch in that game, and their season. Then they went home. Um, now, at the other bracket, end of that rant. Uh, not that it was a rant, but, you know, it is what it is. But back on the other side, we got uh, 
you know, Newtown versus Amity in the quarterfinals. Amity beat Manchester. They beat Glastonbury. It's Spartan season. They're out. They outscored both opponents 22 to 1 in both games. Uh, on the other side, Newtown beat Middletown. Then they beat Naugatuck in extra innings today, 2 to 1. NVL, a little love. But we got Newtown, Amity in the second round, in the quarterfinals, which is a game I think a lot of us want to see. Newtown's had an unbelievable season. They bowed out early in the SWCs. Now they got a shot to knock off Amity, who's been to six straight semifinals, I believe. So Amity's here. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and then the other bracket, we, you know, Ludlow beat Ward, and then they knocked off Simsbury. Simsbury beat East Hartford in game one as the 22 seed, and they pitched Jack D'Onofrio, their ace, their number one. They won the game, and they had a shot at Fairfield Ludlow. They lost 8-2, to two, though. Ludlow's in the quarterfinal, awaiting the winner of Southington and Darianne, who are playing at Southington Friday at 3.30 because their game against New Britain was suspended in extra earnings yesterday and moved on. So Darian gets an extra day of rest. They beat Danbury for nothing to get to the second round. So we will wait on that. Um, I have all four of my finalists left, uh, all four of my final four uh, semifinalists left in double L, uh, Cheshire, Staples, Amity, and Ludlow. Um, so Cheshire, Enfield, I'm picking Cheshire, SEC champs, the fighting Rams. You can't kill the Rams. I just, it's, it's absurd. They're never out of any game. It's pretty incredible. Um, then I'm going to take Staples over Trumbull. Uh, one nothing game last time. Great game. Can't deny that. I'm assuming we'll probably see Chad Knight. Uh, probably not because they actually played Wednesday. Uh, this whole schedule has thrown me off. So, you know, they went with um, the sophomore today, and I'm forgetting his name. It's on the front page of our website. And let me pull that up. Uh, Deutsch, um, the sophomore for Staples pitch today. And um, so maybe we'll see Harry Azadian, which I think any team in the state would hope and wish to have a pitcher of the caliber of Harry Azadian pitching your quarterfinal and having not pitched a game in the entire tournament so far. Then we got Newtown Amity. I'm sticking with the Spartans. Um, you know, Newtown's had a great year. Coach Ian's done a great job. But this is Amity season. This is Spartan season. This is this is it. We're turning the calendar to June. This is Amity baseball. I mean, this is it. You get in. Well, they get in at 14-6. and six. They made it around the SECs. They lost. This is Amity season. Um, the Spartan season. So I got Amity going to the semis. Uh, Southington, Darianne. Uh, I don't know who wins that game. I'm um, pretty sure I picked. Um, actually, I didn't even pick Southington to get out of the first round. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Darianne. I, I picked Darianne to lose uh, at the beginning. But right now I'll pick Darianne to win. Um, shout out to Coach Scott. That new hair buzzer that you recommended to me is doing wonders. Um, my head is very nice and smooth, but so I got Darian in there against Ludlow. I'm going to take Ludlow. Um, you know, I'm going to have my final four, Cheshire, Staples, Amity, Ludlow, and, uh, it should be a good one. Um, the double L tournament, once we get to the court, it's the semifinals is always the best. Um, so it, it's exciting. I mean, there's, look, Cheshire's going for back-to-back -back titles. Staples won two years ago. Amity won three years ago. Uh, you know, this is this is the tournament. I mean, this is some excellent coaching going on with some great baseball players in Class Double L. All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm exhausted. I got to go to bed. I got an early tea time tomorrow up in East Haddam, 
I got to get up early. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, hopefully, Scott and I will be back. We're thinking maybe Monday um, with the semifinals on Tuesday. Do a little semifinal preview. And then hopefully be back Wednesday to give you guys a championship preview because the championships will be on Friday and Saturday. We're here. Oh, we, we made it. The rain threw a wrench in a lot of stuff, but uh, we're here. And we made it. So thanks for following along, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, tell me that I'm wrong. Comment. Tweet at me. Tell me that I'm stupid and that I'm wrong. All right, guys. Um, How does Scott sign off the show? Uh, For Scott, um, that's Pete. And uh, we'll see you next week. So hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. And good luck to all the teams playing on Saturday. Later. Later.